The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. Is it cold where you are, Anthony? <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would call where I'm at cold right now. Um, I misspoke earlier. It is with the wind chill. It is 19 below zero right now. Last night when I looked, it was 42 below zero. 42 Fahrenheit. So hold on a minute. Let me just see because I still, obviously, being English. To really understand those kind of temperatures, I need right. it in Celsius. Hey Siri, what is minus forty do? What is minus forty two degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? That is, oh fuck off! It's not giving, oh, me, it's giving, me, it's giving me a link. Oh it's no! It's giving me a link. It's cold. We know that. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, I went to the I went to the uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game on Saturday and took one of my kids. And it was the actual temperature was like, I don't know, it was 18 below, like 18 below zero. Uh, but with the wind chill, it was like you know, 40 below. It was insane. It was crazy. I saw, I saw, I want to say Tom Brady. Did, did his helmet, but Tom Brady's retired, right? No, Patrick Mahomes, his helmet cracked. Patrick Mahomes, that's who it was. Yeah, his helmet cracked because yeah. of the cold. Yeah, it was, it was insane. So I went to go buy two beers. For me and uh, it took my daughter, one of her friends, and her friend's dad. It's a family we hang out with a lot. So I went to I went and got them hot chocolate and got two beers. Well, the, where I sit, um, the in like the where you get drinks and food and the little bar in there, like that's inside and heated. So from the in the forty five seconds it took me to walk once I got outside to hand the beer off, they were already slushies. So we had really? to chug the beers and people's drinks were like Ugh. flowing over because they were freezing. And like the coolers that have the like the glass coolers that have the waters in them, where they had these really tall, uh, like smart waters. And there's a video going around the internet of a, someone opening the cooler, taking the water out, shutting the door, and then you can see it freeze from the top to the bottom instantly. It was crazy. <sighs> That is crazy. That is, and it's bloody miserable. Yeah, I mean, it's it, so the sun's shining. I'm assuming though, with that kind of temperature. Yo, yeah, yeah. And the sun is the like the it's like it's like this is lights it up. You don't feel anything, right? But yeah. the snow is like crazy. I can do snow and I can do cold, but we have them both right now. Like in my backyard, I had to I had to use the snowblower in my backyard for my grass because the snow is taller than my dogs. So I had to like scoop them a path and then snow blow into the grass. So they had somewhere to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, it's crazy. I mean, as I said before, we were just back in England. I think I'd rather have that than just rain. Yeah. Cold, but nowhere near as cold as that. It was cold. By that standards, it was chilly. Hold on. What's this? Oh, it's that water. Yeah. As soon as they take it out, like the refrigerators are actually keeping stuff warm. 
So it's drinkable, that's, not keeping it cold. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. That's that, and, insane. And that's right by my seats. That's crazy. Wow. 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 Anyway, so that's what I thought. I thought you must be cold because you got the beanie on. Looking oh, yeah, good. Oh, yeah, looking good. I'll tell you who else was looking good at the weekend. Magomed and Kalaev. We'll start yeah. with that. And I'm very, very intrigued to know your take on that fight. Obviously, you know these guys very well yourself. Um, big fight. Big finish for Magomed Ankalaev. Talk me through it, Anthony. Yeah, you know, he 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 just does what he he did what he does. He he I'm so impressed with him. You know, it, he was so difficult to fight, not because he was overwhelming or because his power stood out, or be, he he's just so fundamentally sound. He just does everything right. His hands are always in the right spot. He checks lots of kicks. He can wrestle phenomenally defensively and offensively. The only thing that I could really is a knock I could put on him is that he's not a big submission threat, but you don't really have to be, you know, that's just one thing that's just not part of his game, but it's not something that's necessary. You know, he does a pretty good job with his top control and, and um, he just is fundamentally sound all the way around. He, he never gets all out of sorts. He never really overextends too much on his punches. His feet are always in the right spot. He, he switches stances at times. that makes it gives you a different look. Um, but not too much to where he's kind of going back and forth. He he, he fights out of the southpaw stance, and then and that's kind of how the finish happened. He started off as a southpaw, switched the stance, and then landed a right hand, and he switched kind of in that chaotic kind of transition position they were in on their feet. I, I've always been really impressed with him. He's just he, there's not a lot of opportunity to to get in on him. You know, I think Blahovich did a good job of attacking the legs. Johnny Walker kind of picked that, picked that up right away and, and started doing that. But, um, and, and kind of, you know, Johnny's kryptonite is he is, he's hittable mm. when he's, you know, I had a tough time getting to him, but some of it is just his size and I didn't have the wrestling threat maybe that an uncle life has. Um, so there wasn't the worry so much of me getting a takedown on him. Um, and he's just a really good boxer. Uncle Ive did a better job than I did. Mm. And, and he dealt with the leg kicks better than I did early. Was messed with my movement. I wasn't able to get in too too deep on Johnny Walker. But, um, you know, defensively, Johnny Walker has some problems at times. Yeah. When we spoke to him at the fighter meetings, he said he was very confident that Ankalaev Ive couldn't take him down because of what happened in the first fight, because he was in a compromised position against the fence on one mm-hmm. knee and never went to his back. So he said, that's going to allow me to come out and throw uh, way more confidently. And that's what he did. He did go out. He did throw. He was reckless, if you ask mm-hmm. me, in what he was throwing. He kept spinning almost every five to 10 seconds, which against somebody trying to, well, supposedly you might think he's trying to take you down. Not a good idea. I think what we saw from Johnny was because, you know, when he first came to the UFC, he was known for being wild and unpredictable Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. But then, you know, with John Kavanaugh, he kind of tamed that wildness a little bit. Um, He was back to how he used to be. Just, he was like, there wasn't much setups. He was kind of, he was just throwing anything. That's the Johnny Walker I wanted. Yeah. He's the one that fought on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. The the slow, methodical, very thoughtful, calculated mm. Johnny Walker is really, really hard to fight because he because yeah. he manages his distance well. He's very big. He's fast. He's explosive. He's athletic. He moves differently. That when he's when he's methodical and very very calculated in, in what he's doing and he's kind of fighting behind a plan, he's really tough to fight. He, he mm. really is. But the jumping, spinning, crazy shit, 
it's the unpredictable stuff is easier to deal with throwing axe kicks in the first few seconds and stuff yeah, like that. It's, I would have killed to have him spin on me a couple of times. Axe kick me in the face for crying out loud. Please. Yeah, please do for something the love crazy. Of God. Like do open something. up, open yeah. up. They you know, like open up and give me some fucking crazy shit so I can work my way into the mix. But when he's on the outside, kind of be playing, playing target and being, you know, like throwing darts mm-hmm. at you, it's tough. I think for Magomed, it was just a case of, he was just covering up, sticking to his basics. He was cutting off the cage. He was doing he was doing everything right. He was fighting mm-hmm. very, very technically, you know, and he, I think he was letting Johnny get that nervous energy, get that initial release, get that out of his system, wear him mm-hmm. down, figure out his reads, his timing, and then go to work in round two. And that's essentially what we saw. And that finish was beautiful. I mean, that right hook that he landed, dropped him, and that follow-up shot. I mean, Rebecca never mentions the fights, but she was watching Saturday night. She was bored. She was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, that follow-up punch. I think it was an uppercut. It was, Mm. oh, a heavy shot. My God, I did the right thing. Great stoppage. Um, No no, uh, protest from Johnny Walker, of course, because all he did was cover up. If, yeah. if he didn't stop the fight, it would have been another two, three, four punches, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Magomed Ankalaev, he looks brilliant. He really did. I mean, he did the right thing. He just covered up, be a defensive shell. You know, yeah, you still got to offer a threat, cut the cage off and all that type of stuff. But let him wear himself out. Let him get this nervous energy out and then use the fundamentals. And once again, wild stuff is great. Axe kicks, spinning stuff, spinning elbows. We love to see that. You know, Yuri Prohaska, the way that he knocked out Dominant Reyes, that double elbow spinning yeah. attack. Amazing. Mm. We love to see that shit. But you got to mix that in with the fundamentals, with the jabs, with the footwork, with the high guard and all the rest of it. That's how you win fights. Um, he called out Alex Pereira. What do you yeah. think? What do you think's next? Oh, man, it's tough. It's really just it's tough to tell with Jamal Hill. You you gotta you gotta kind of make that right, um, but I don't think I don't know that Jamal's ready. You, when when he's ready, I think Jamal should get a shot. I, I think they need to just operate normally, as just as normal. And when Jamal's ready, he slides in, gets his title shot. And we see what happens there. But yeah, I'm good. I'm I, I think that's probably the next that's the next title fight. I think that he he earned it. I think he deserves it. Um, and that's a that's a tough fight for Pereira. Oh, yeah, yeah, no no doubt. It's a tough fight for both men. Um, I think it's a nightmare matchup for Alex. Who, Magomed? Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a nightmare. 100%. Yeah, because... uh, Probably the hardest fight in the division for Alex. So, so, um, having to put it here, he said that Magomed said, I could have taken him down right away and won the fight with my ground and pound. But instead, I wanted to send a message. I wanted to stand and I wanted to knock him out. And that's what I did. Now, for Glover to share it, I have a message. Don't waste your time in trying to teach your student how to wrestle or grapple. He's not going to need it. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to land, stand across from him. And I know he's been knocked out before as a middleweight. So imagine what's going to happen if I meet him in light heavyweight. Trust me, he's not going to feel comfortable there. Then he went on to claim uh, more legit. Then he went on to claim me as a more legit claim to a light heavyweight title than Jamal Hill. He said, I think here the math works out the way I'm more deserving of the belt because I have 10 victories, six of them knockouts, and Jamal has eight victories total in the UFC. So it's just clear that I'm a more deserving contender than Jamal Hill. Now, instantly, I will say this, I understand, but that's math. It's MMA math. Jamal Hill was the champion of the world, and he 
stepped away, relinquished the belt, whatever term you want to use. So I disagree with Magomed Ankalaev there, but what do you think about him saying that he won't use wrestling whatsoever against Alex Pereira? You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I get it though, like a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of gamesmanship, you know, like create some hype, get some attention drawn to it. I like it. Um, you're too good of a wrestler to go in there with a guy like Alex Pereira and not wrestle. That's crazy. Yeah. You're going to, if you get, if you, you're going to, there's an opera, there may be a chance that you, maybe he goes in there and he knocks him out early and he doesn't need to. And I look like an idiot, but I think there's a good chance that he's a smart fighter and he's intelligent and he's going to go in there. And he's going to mix it up. Even if he's not fully committing to a shot, let Alex Pereira know that you're willing to wrestle, go in there and, and be a mixed martial artist. It, why risk, why risk the one thing that you want most in the world to, yeah. to try to prove something? be a well-rounded mixed martial artist like you are and, and mix it up and make you're going to, your striking is going to be more competitive. It's, it's going to be more effective if you do wrestle because mm. it's going to open it up a little bit because now you give Alex Pereira two things to worry about Alex Pereira with no threat of a takedown. It's a dangerous guy. Yeah, because as you say, you've got to take the path of least resistance. What are you trying to achieve? You're trying to become champion of the world. You're not trying to prove to the world that you can stand with Alex Pereira. I'm sure that he can. Magomed is a really good striker. Uh, That front kick against Dalcha Lungiambula, the stoppage of Iwan Kutalaba, obviously that on Saturday night against Johnny Mm -hmm. Walker. He's a vicious striker. And I think he's got a good point. You know, that was at middleweight. Is he knocked him out? 185, we hit harder, we're bigger, et cetera, et cetera. I do think uh, Pereira having that massive weight cut definitely was a factor in that, not taking anything away from Izzy. But yeah, it's not a dick measuring contest. It's a fight and you mm-hmm. want to fight for the belt. Um, Jamal Hill was there in the building. So when Pereira, sorry, Pereira, when um, Magomed said, he said, you know, I'm next for the bell. I was like, I'm on the microphone. How do I, how, what do I say? Yeah. This is an awkward position. Yeah. Jamal's in the building. He's saying that because I'm like, you know what? You're kind of right. Yeah. Jamal is in the building and he's training. He was training when we saw him in New York. What is your last update or speaking to Jamal? Do you know anything? Yeah, I seen him the night of my fight, actually, when I fought uh Khalil. Um and he, you know, he's rehabbing, he's working his way back in. He's pretty uh he's pretty sly with me too. Like where I'm he know he, I mean, I think he's afraid that I'm gonna like slip up and say something on here or something, but he yeah, just said yeah, he's yeah. just he's just waiting. You know, we went out and had a drink and hung out, and he said he's just waiting to uh, to be able to go 100%. I still think he's still rehabbing. He's still working on it, mm-hmm. but he's got some targeted dates in mind. He's just got to let his body do its thing. Then, And that's why I say, like, just let the division operate as normal, and then when he's ready, just jump in. Like, I don't think we need to wait on him per se. Like, he'll be ready when he's ready, and he's next when he's ready. So basically then, he's not ready yet. I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I don't think he could fight right now. So then that makes sense that Magomed would be next. I mean... I I think so. There's nobody else. I'll tell you what. I mean, you've got to say Pereira... uh, Sorry, Magomed Ankalaev beats Pereira, right? On paper, on paper, it looks to be a bad matchup. It does look look to be a bad matchup. For Pereira. Jesus, see, guys, is kicking in. It's the mental names. I'm rushing. I'm still high off my cold plunge. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it does I mean, look to be that Magomed Ankalaev has a uh, an advantage over Alex Pereira. 
How would you know, Brian? See if you can find some odds because there's already circulation going around that Magomed and Pereira are being booked on Twitter, unofficial sources and, you know, mm -hmm. MMA orbit and all these kinds of Twitter accounts and stuff. So there might be some odds out there, but if there is a bet that you want to put on, if there would be an almost, almost guarantee, it's going to be on Magomed Ankalaev because he's yeah. going to wrestle He's going to wrestle him. I think he can stand, and that would be fun. But as you say, you mix it up, you take him down, you take the path of least resistance, and you become champion of the world. Mm -hmm. um, ideally, when when do you see that fight going down? Because Magomed took no damage. Yeah, he took zero damage. We're in January now. I mean, I don't see why we couldn't do it in May or June. Mm. Beginning yeah. of the summer. Yeah. And I think that there is a world that exists where – Pereira goes out and lands a couple pretty heavy leg kicks and kind of compromises Uncle Life's movement. We did see Johnny Walker land some pretty good leg kicks on him. Alex Pereira's leg kicks are better, I think. They're better targeted for sure. There's a world that exists where he lands a couple of really heavy leg kicks and really hinders the way that Uncle Life can move and then does leave him out there to dry kind of on his feet. He would have to do that early, but it's possible for sure. Oh, but I, yeah. I think if I'm betting... If I have to put my entire livelihood on it, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to put it all on Uncle Life. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So I guess we'll wait and see on that. Jim Miller, Gabriel Benitez. I'll tell you what, it was, it was a good night of fights at the weekend, right from the get go. Um, big knockouts early. Did you watch all the fights, Anthony? Were you at home chilling, literally chilling in the freezing cold yeah, temperatures? Literally chilling. Um, no, I did watch uh, the co main and main, though. Yeah. And I yeah. was going to go back and watch the uh, the rest of them today. Hold on. Here's uh, Harrington in the notes here. Harrington, just jump on, the, on and say it yourself. You know, reading with this bloody content <laughs> is not my forte. Uh, so I wasn't able to find odds for a perspective matchup between uh, Pereira and Ankalaev, but Pereira did comment uh, on the Ankalaev call out. He said, guys, let's focus on what matters, which is Jamal Hill. Then I'll focus on breaking another record by making two title defenses in the shortest time possible. Mm. What a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do you think of that? You know, do you think that's I think, I, think I would say the same thing, too, if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that stylistically, Jamal Hill, it's very clear. Jamal is going to stand across from you, and he's going to let them things go and see well, Jamal's what Jamal's not a wrestler. He's not a wrestler. He's not a that, wrestler. And I, you know what? And I, and I got a lot of belief in Jamal in terms of a fight with Pereira. I, I've trained with him a bunch. He's... Uh, that dude's tricky. He's tricky. Mm -hmm. He's got a, he's got a different style, and it's hard to handle. But he's not a wrestler. <laughs> if I was the guy with the skill set and um and wrestling ability of Alex Pereira, I'd probably want Jamal Hill too. Yeah, yeah. It remains to be seen, but which I get. That's all business. I get that. Yeah, I understand it. I mean, it's you're not. Be you know, if Jamal isn't ready, the UFC right. the churning out fights, right? We need main events. We've got still waiting on the main event of UFC 300. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of big events going to happen this year. They're not going to wait. If right. he's not ready, they're going to make another yeah, fight. Right. And to be clear, I'm not saying that Alex Pereira is being a pussy. I'm choosing the former world champion that never lost the title is not like you're taking an easier path. But as a businessman, I would absolutely argue that he's making uh, a decision based on his skill set compared to the skill sets of the contenders. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and 2024 is the time that you need to start taking care of your mental health. And BetterHelp 
offer the most convenient, easiest way to do that. Okay. You do it all entirely online. They'll match you with a licensed professional therapist in no time at all. And you can get to work. You can get start improving your mental health. You can start becoming the version of you that you always wanted to be handling those problems, those self demons, that self sabotage, the drinking, the smoking, the not working out, the anxiety, the temper issue, the substance abuse issues, whatever it is, speaking to somebody, speaking to one of the licensed professional therapists, that better help offer will be the way forward, be the way, you know, to start dealing with that issue. Speaking to somebody, certainly a professional, listen, it is massively, massively underrated. If you haven't started, give it a try and there's no better time to do it because as I say, it's 2024. So if you want to give therapy a try, start with better help. It's entirely online, as I said, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So what more are you waiting for? Take the bull by the horns and start getting better with better help. Go to betterhelp.com slash believe to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash believe. Uh, let's talk about this co-main event though, Jim Miller. Jim Miller, unbelievable, right? We've had him on the show before. I reached out, tried to get him on today. As I said to you earlier, he hasn't looked at his social media. He hasn't even seen it because he's too much of a decent human being. He isn't. He hasn't gone to Las Vegas, had a another sensational fight, then coming back and looking at Instagram. He's chopping wood. He's hunting the dinner. He's out oh, hunting yeah. right now. He's, he's growing wholesome He's growing food. He's grow yeah. He's, he's, what else could he be doing? What else is wholesome? Uh, he's, definitely, he's definitely chopping wood to heat his house. Chopping wood, he's shoveling snow. He's probably he's fixing probably fixing a tractor at some point. Fixing in time. a tractor. Yeah. He's also he's gathering gathering money for homeless people. He's feeding families. Right. Yeah, looking at social media. Probably shoveling out the old the the old lady next door, the neighbor lady taking he's looking after her. Shoveling her out. Yeah. Is that a term? Yeah. <laughs> what does that gotta, mean? When you got like a neighbor that's snowed in, you got to oh, shovel them out. I'm going to go shovel or out. Or if she's a good looking neighbor. old lady, that yeah. looks different too. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to go shovel out Mrs. Johnson next yeah, door. Go uh, anyway, Jim Miller, Gabriel Benitez. Jim Miller, that was his 43rd UFC fight. That's Isn't that crazy. unbelievable? That's crazy. 43 crazy. fights in the UFC, the most ever, 26 wins. I think that was mm -hmm. his 20th submission. I mean, he's got records just galore. Records galore and no sign of slowing down. I thought that Jim Miller Saturday night against Benitez looked absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he looked incredible, man. It's like, it's like he's not aging. And in fact, he might be looking the way that he's kind of taking care of himself and and his lifestyle and his, his you know, just – he seems to be ageless. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's impressive. It's motivating. You know, as as another fighter, that as I'm getting older, you know, you want to look to see how you can you know make that road a little longer, possibly, and stay healthy. And man, I I, I love everything about it. I I also love that they asked him about the Brock Lesnar thing yeah. in his media day, and he agreed. No, he did. He did. I think you. I still think you're out of your mind. But he said fifty. Dean said Thomas 50, 50. felt. Dean Thomas said the same thing. He thought he was really. Too. He did. Dean Thomas is out of his mind as well. I'm sorry. It'll be a Hulk smash. He'll pick him up. He'll slam him down. He'll take a shit on his head and then go about his business. You oh, know, people were Jim so Miller, angry. People are so angry. Yeah, it's Bradley so funny. Get it's it so together, funny. Smith. Uh, the leg kicks. 
The yes. leg kick of Jim Milliman. He tore up the thigh of Gabriel Benitez. Speaking of Dean Thomas, he said on the uh, on the broadcast, he said, Jim's making a mistake. He needs to go down to the calf, right? And well, Jim Miller's mm-hmm. an old school guy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Remember back in the day, it was all kicks to the thigh. With yeah. The calf kicks just didn't exist. Uh-huh. My God. Gabriel Benitez is limping around, maybe not even walking today because that thigh was a mess. Well, look Power in the hands. Got the takedown, got the face cranking round three. I mean, another classic performance. Then on the microphone, calls out, all right, Brock Lesnar maybe. There's potential talks of a Paul Felder. Mm-hmm. But he calls out Matt Brown. I thought yeah. that, that was a surprising call out. Stepping up a weight class, taking on Matt Brown, a man that's way bigger, the most knockouts. What did you think of that call out? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm a big Matt Brown fan. I love that guy, but. He's a big welterweight. Mm-hmm. Matt Brown's a really big guy. He could fight at middleweight and wouldn't look any different than the rest of the guys in the division. So I think that's tough with just a size difference there. Um, stylistically, it's a good, you know, that's a good fight for for Jim Miller if he can get in there, and get a takedown. Matt Brown's more than uh, more than capable on the ground, but um of course. He's he's never been known to be like a real powerful wrestler. So I mean, I think Jim could probably get a takedown. Um, I think it'd be cool. I I love the old veteran matchups you know like the you know cowboy cerrone versus matt brown and then cowboy versus jim miller and we were going to get jim miller versus lozon like i just really really like those those fights so i'm i'm all in i like that a lot oh yeah even felder i like to see felder in the mix too that that'd be a lot of fun although they're they're more veteran than him you know they've both they've all been around a while i i like that yeah yeah now i was just surprised Stepping up a weight class. I don't think Jim Miller's ever fought at 170, right? Certainly not in the not UFC. That I can re- not that I can yeah. remember, no. Yeah. No, so well done, Jim Miller. Absolute legend of the game. And it's nice to see somebody like that who is, you know, obviously on Friday, Manel Cop missed weight. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a tweet going around, 43 fights in the UFC, never missed weight, never any controversy with this man. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. a good old-fashioned hard worker, keeps his head down, does his work, does his job, shows up every single time, puts some great performances. Okay, granted, he doesn't always get the win, but he's mm-hmm. still top of the food chain, you know, and still yeah. going strong at 40 years old, putting on those kind of performances. He's an inspiration. I said that on the microphone and I totally mean that. It's 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 unreal. And it just shows if you look after yourself, you know, 40 years old with that kind of wear and tear on the body, but not slowing down in the slightest. Do you um, think uh, do you think he's like Hall of Fame material? What was it DC recently that said that Jim who was it DC said shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? I think it was Jim Miller. That's why yeah. I was asking. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean <sighs> Because DC thought, or he said, that he needs to, you need to be a champion. I disagree. I don't think you need to be a champion to be in the Hall of Fame because otherwise mm-hmm. that also almost makes it where you become a champion, you then almost almost a shoe uh, right. for the Hall of Fame. So I don't think so. I think the lasting. Well, like the uh, Jamal Hill situation is what you like. Jamal's a champion, but we could argue that Jim Miller's more accomplished as far as the the records and the stats and the, the amount of time and the fights and all that stuff. No, not yeah. a knock on Jamal. He just, no, of course he had his title ring cut short due to injury. Well, you got to leave your mark on this sport in some right. way, which they perform to stand out above the rest. And when you look at Jim Miller and the legends that he set, let me just bring up his Wikipedia page, because as you say, hasn't been a champion, been in there with some of the best, still going strong on his Wikipedia page. The list of accomplishments just goes on and on and on. So I, I do think, 
I think he, yeah, I do. Certainly if he steps up to 170 at UFC 300, fights at 100, 200, 300, the most fights, it's maybe crazy. the most wins, tons top, of submissions. Top five, top five octagon time. Top five yeah. octagon time. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He did take, he did take one fight at welterweight uh, versus Cowboy. Oh, that's right. And he beat yeah. Cowboy, right? He did. Submitted. Submission yeah. second round. I believe so. Guillotine. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Guillotine at good. 132 in the second round. You guys nailed it. And he looked good. Yeah, I watched he that last really, week. Yeah, it looked great. really good. He was, he was uh, really, really competitive on the feet as well against mm-hmm. Cowboy. So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, let me throw a name at you. Harrington. How you doing, Harrington? I'm good. Sorry, I just wanted to add one more thing about Jim Miller that I thought was kind of cool. Um, he said from 2015 to 2017, he doesn't remember those years at all because he was battling Lyme's disease. So to your point, oh, Michael, right. he is a better fighter in 2023 than he was six, seven years ago. Yeah, I yeah. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Mario Bautista, do you know much about him, Anthony? Uh, Does he train no. Your guys? Hmm. He doesn't. No. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, he had a bloody good performance Saturday night. He went up against uh, Ricky Simone. Oh, I'm telling man. you what, Mario Batista, he, he he was on a five-fight win streak. Obviously, that's six now. Ricky Simone, no walk in the park for anyone. Power puncher, good wrestling. Of course, coming off of the loss to Song Yudong, but he got to the fifth round. He looks good in it. Um, Mario Batista, though, man. This man's on fire. He's unbelievable. That performance Saturday night, the footwork from him, uh, the boxing combinations, the takedown defense, when he did get up, the ability to get back to the feet and the pace, it was fucking amazing. It really was. That was a really special performance. Uh, I, I think I seen the finish. It was a finish, right? No, I think no. it was a decision. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I just seen a highlight, though. I think I did yeah. see a highlight, but not a... Yeah, no, no, he's he's good. Keep an eye on that name in the Bantamweight division. He beat Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone was ranked 13, 13. 14, 13. There you go. So he'll be ranked. I'm telling you, big things. Bantamweight division, that is heating up. It is absolutely bloody stacked. Bruno Ferreira got the job done, knocked out Phil Hawes. Wildo Cortez Acosta got the job done against Andre Olofsky. I know you didn't see the fight, Hmm. but let me throw this to you. Waldo Cortez Acosta came off the contender series. He's from the Dominican Republic. He's a big dude. He used to play baseball. He hits really hard. He's fighting Andre Arlovsky. As we know, Arlovsky, almost 45. Been with the UFC since 2000. He's a legend. He will be another Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Throughout the fight, there was a lot of showboating, would be one word. They call Cortez Acosta the salsa boy. He was mm-hmm. dancing and stuff. Yeah. He was totally looking over there. He was like, mo- he was mocking Arlovsky. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a fanboy of Arlovsky because he's been around so long. But, I, you know, I wasn't a fan of that. What do you think? I'm, I'm not typically a big fan of the showboating. I do get really into the trash talk, though. Like, I, I oh, yeah. really... In- I enjoy the trash talking during the fights. I don't know why, but I, that's because that's a moment between two men that, you know, like, you know, like Bobby Green. I think sometimes Bobby Green has got to talk himself into it. And so I, I enjoy that. And I've done it at times myself, but the kind of the showboating bullshit, I, I, I'm never a big fan of, especially if it's someone that's really respect, like respectable across from you. Javier Torres is, is Waldo's coach. And right. I, I cannot imagine that Javier is very happy about that. 
Yeah, but as as you were talking there, I just did a complete 180. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, you're standing in an octagon. The guy's trying to knock your head off. If you want to F with him a little bit, if you want to get into his head, fair enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like like he would kick. Yeah, like great, but I just don't enjoy it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I said this on commentary Saturday night. I remember meeting Arlovsky. I shared a locker room with him at UFC 70. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's Andre Arlovsky. And this is when Arlovsky was in his prime. He was jacked. He was built. Mm-hmm. No, you saw it back then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was jacked. And uh, not saying anything, just 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 pointing out the, the details. Um, and I finally drummed up the courage to say hi. Do you know what I mean? Hey, nice to meet you. And he's, Mm -hmm. yes, he's he's a man of few words. Yeah, he doesn't say much. He does not say much at all. So anyway, fair play though. So like, uh, Arlovsky would kick him and he'd be like, ooh, ooh, like just mocking him. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, he's trying to knock his head off. So shout out to Arlovsky, another man like Jim Miller, still not going quite as strong, but the fact he's still in there, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, Harrington, before we get into UFC 297 stuff, Drickers Duplessis, Sean Strickland coming out with a few quotes. Give us a non-MMA story. Yes. All right, Michael Bisping. Um, let's say, you know, in the unfortunate event that you crashed your car, who would you want to come help? Uh, probably the fire, a fireman. That's a good choice. Ambulance, Anthony, any suggestions? Um... Probably a tow truck. Hmm. Okay. Fuck the tow right. truck. That's to help in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm probably the police. Hmm. All right. What about all four wrapped up in one? The great American himself, Hulk Hogan, came to the scene. Hell to yeah. <laughs> to Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How you doing there, brother? You need a little hand? So what happened? Uh, a teenage girl uh, crashed her car. Uh, I believe it was uh, on the roadside in Florida. Um, before any like EMT, police, fire, anything was able to get there, Hulk Hogan uh, was the first man on the scene. TMZ uh, got those pictures there. Um, yeah, and he, uh, he 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 yeah helped the person in need. Hey. Yeah. Well, now uh, now I'm gonna expect that Hulk Hogan's gonna show up every single time. I don't need yeah, any no. ambulance. No police. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk, you just wouldn't expect that, would you? Hulk Hogan. I'm trying to think. What, what was that thing? What, what involved? Was there some scandal a few years ago with Hulk Hogan? Yeah. I mean, fair play. But what was the scandal? I forget what it was. So he, Hulk Hogan was banging his daughter's friend who looked exactly like his daughter. <laughs> well, no, no. Like, it was deeper than that because he was. I don't remember if it was. I don't remember it being his daughter's friend, but he it was. It was deep. Was he shoveling her out? He was shoveling her out. There was a couple, and he was like, the husband had given. Uh, had given permission for Hulk Hogan to sleep with his wife, but then they recorded it, but privately, the husband and the wife. So Hulk Hogan is just balls deep in this guy's wife, and they're recording it, and then they upload it to this website. Harrington, what was the name of the website? Uh, I don't remember the name of the website, but I know Bubba the Love Sponge uh, yes. is the gentleman who was involved yes. in it. Uh, Tampa radio legend and my personal enemy, Bubba the Love Sponge. So they recorded, they put it on this website, and then it leaks and everybody everybody in the world sees it. And Hulk Hogan goes and sues the website. Gawker and gets was the website. Gawker, that's right. And he got hundreds of millions of dollars. The whole got shut the whole shut the whole company down, bankrupted the whole company, got several like a couple hundred thousand million or a couple really? 
hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, get oh, out yeah. of town. And, and did they pay him? Because it's one thing suing somebody. I mean, it shut the entire company down. Like they it, they took him completely out of business. Wow. So I'm I, assuming, they, and I think that he appealed it, and then through the appeal, they gave him more money at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I so I think Gawker that. Gawker appealed it, and then when they came back, they ended up owing more money than they did initially. Yeah. You know a lot about the love life and the escapades of one Hulk Hogan. I just said, wasn't there a bit of a scandal? Oh, yeah, I thought. Anthony gives I told us you, a here, blow by blow, play by a, play, every single little bit. I lost it when you said Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> sex tapes and it involves Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, so he not- got $115 million in compens- compensatory. That's not how you say that. Challenges. And $25 million in punitive damages. So he, oh, wow. yeah, he got a shit ton of he, money. Well, he, yeah, here's he what here's what I do. Here's and what he got I do. the shoveler out. Harrington, you say it got it got up twenty five million in the appeal. Yeah, yeah. So when they went back <laughs> for the appeal, then he got he got the extra twenty five million tacked on. It says That's here amazing. that they reached a settlement and with uh, for just thirty one million in total. Yeah, that's still wow. pretty good, though. Here's, you know, I kind of go on. Here's what I sorry. here's here's why I know a lot about that kind of shit. Here's something I do in my free time. I watch live trials. So me and my mm. wife are like into murder mysteries and shows and stuff like that. I've graduated to watching the actual live trial happening. So if there's like a high profile or or you know crazy trial going on, you can find these links and websites that stream them. So you can watch all the testimony, the cross-examination, the you can be there like you can just have it on a screen somewhere on like a TV or whatever during the jury deliberation. And it's just like a like a like a timer and it'll give you a, like a, a notification when the jury has reached a verdict and they come back in the courtroom. You can watch it and all the sentencing. Hulk Hogan, that was like a trial. One of the ones that was oh, it was oh, so live. I watched the trial. Watching a court case, a lot of it can be boring. You know, what yeah, I mean? a lot of. It's good background music. It's like good background sound though. Like if you're cleaning the house and I just have it like in my in my AirPods, then like I'm not super focused on it. So I can focus on whatever I'm doing. And then if something exciting happens and you can listen for a second. But the, cr- the cross examination though of the main witness, that'll be fun. <laughs> like uh the big one last year, weren't it? It was Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. When we were just back in England, yeah. uh, we we rewatched. Uh, I think it was Channel 4 or ITVX, whatever. They, they put together like a show of it and they had like all YouTube stars that covered it. Yeah. And they're talking about it. We loved it. That, that, because Rebecca, I don't know, she, she just was well into that. And I got to admit, I enjoyed it a lot as well. Just that trial was just mental. A mega pint? A mega pint. <laughs> I, I, I still use that expression to this day. A bloody mega pint. Um, well, geez, Louise, there we go. A mega pint indeed. So, you know what? Talking about car crashes, my hair's all over the place. Uh, talking about car crashes, it was kind of relevant. This is a segue and a half. Okay. Car crash, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Strickland's fighting this weekend. Triple <laughs> Duplessis, right? Car crash. <laughs> Well, no, you well, let me get there. I'm building. Strickland saying that if Jacob Duplessis mentions his dad again, that he will stab him. Okay. He said he will stab him. But Strickland came out, and I hate to bring this up, but it's true. When that young girl died in a car crash, 
he made light of that. He made fun of that. And that was a fucking young, innocent girl. And he said, she wasn't very good. She wasn't even, he said, I did some digging. I looked at a record. She wasn't even very good. I didn't like that at the time. The point I'm making is that Strickland, listen, he's controversial. He says this and that and all the rest of it. And we've talked about this quite a bit. You know, if that's how you're going to be, and this is exactly what Drick has said. He said, so he talks shit about everyone. As soon as he gets a taste of his own medicine, this is quoting Drick as Duplessis. As soon as he got a taste of his own medicine, he went straight into the victim mode. And now he's saying, and Strickland said on his own podcast, it's on Twitter, that if he brings it up one more time at the weigh-ins, at the press conference, he doesn't care. He's going to stab him. Yeah, I get that. He talked to Dragus oh, after that. And I was like, Dragus? I mean, because you know, I like the guy. Me and him are going to have a fucking war. We're going to have a fucking death match. Like, there's no other way that ends. You know, someone's going to knock the fuck out. He's going to kiss you. He might try to grab my but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, like, that's his coach. That's worst worst thing is going to happen, right? Fuck. Yeah. So I, I actually sent him a message and I was like, dude, listen, Dragus, we're going to go try to murder each other. But if you bring that shit up again, I will stab you. Yeah, I remember you, I press saw, conference weigh in. You bring like I just told Dragus. Like, you Dragus, know he's gonna bring it up. No, no, he was cool about it. I'm just saying. Go on. You were gonna say I. I I'm gonna get a bunch of shit for this, but I get it, and I and I kind of agree, and I'm not saying that I agree with everything that Sean has done in the past, but I think that there's levels to everything. I think there's levels to everything. I think if you're Ian Gary, you probably have a little bit more of a, <laughs> I guess, of a a standing to say something to Sean. But I, I mean, listen, it, th- this is going to turn into me talking shit about Ian Gary. But it, like, if your wife puts out a book that is titled that and is about that, then you two kind of open yourself up for that. Like, there's a there's a chance that that's going to come out. Do I agree with it? No, because I don't. I don't really mess with the family. I don't talk about people's wives. I don't talk about people's kids. I don't. That's not my thing. But I can see where Sean could think that that's that that's open game. That that's fair because it's kind of out there. You write a book. You made money off of it. Like you kind of open yourself up for that a little bit. Even with the O'Malley thing. O'Malley's talked about his open relationship with his wife. He's talked about their kind of relationship there, the way that it, that it, that's a little bit different. When he talks about it, you kind of open yourself up for that a little bit. I I think talking, and maybe this is because I have a lot of it on my own, talking about someone's trauma like that and the abuse that they were, uh, that they suffered as a child. Yeah. I think we've gone past talking about your wife who put herself in the public eye yeah, by writing a no, book about the things that she wrote about and then marrying a young athlete. I, I disagree completely because they're going to fight each other. They're going to fight and then you can settle it the old fashioned oh, way. You know, I'm fine with him saying, I'm fine with him talking about it as long as he is okay with the things that come back yeah. his way. Well, well, like well, exactly. If someone was I to mean, talk about, like I've made it very clear, you talk about my wife and you talk about my kids, we will never fight. I will show up on your doorstep. I'll yeah, kick down yeah, your door in the middle of the night and, and I'll that, do I'll do my 10 years and I'll be fine with it. And that's but, fair and enough. At least everyone knows that. And I think sure. that's what Sean is saying. Like, here's what you can talk about all you want, but if you go here, this is what I'll do. And I don't but think at, he's lying. But at this stage, at this stage here, right? 
Let's remember Saturday, UFC 297, Toronto, talking of cold, minus 10 degrees Celsius. Some of those fighters are going to get the shock of their life when they step outside. It's a cold one, baby. Um, it's already scheduled. They're going to fight. So I wouldn't Maybe. say, <laughs> I'm going to stab you. I would say, oh, yeah, you want to bring that up? You want to play that game? Bro. I am going to beat the living shit out of you Saturday night. You say that one more time. I'm already going to beat you. I already plan on defending the belt. But if you go there, I am going to fucking punish you, brother. For five rounds, I am going to put the worst beating ever that you could ever imagine. I'm not going to knock you out. I'm going to have you almost on the verge of unconsciousness. And I'm going to let you come around. And I'm going to almost knock you out again. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Don't say I'm going to stab you. I think, <laughs> he, I think, he, I think he would. Well... I go to prison for a very long time. I, I, to some people out there, some things that you bring up are painful enough that it's worth it. Sure, I understand that, but but I don't, but I see I see what Drickis is saying though. Sean does feel the need, and by the way, I enjoy the character. I know Sean. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm just saying I see both sides. Sean comments on a lot of controversial shit. And mm -hmm. doesn't give a fuck. Like that young girl that passed away. I thought right. that was disgusting. And I, and I, I, no, no, no. I thought that was fucking mm -hmm. disgusting. Right? Agreed. There's a Agreed. young girl passed away and he's going to come out and speak lightly. Dana tried to do a nice thing because she said she wrote it in a diary. I want Dana to know my name. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, fucking look at you guys. You're all just trying to get clout on social media. You're doing this for likes while I was doing it on an Instagram post for fucking likes. Right. Right. Uh, but then someone can fucking, a guy that's going to fight you, that's going to step into an octagon with you, can mention something personal, right? And then all of a sudden that's off limits and mention it again and I'll stab you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm really not. No, no, I'm, I know. I know. I just, I, I think that I, in these kind of situations, I'm a little bit biased because I think I understand like, I sometimes I like I feel like I understand how he how he's looking at it. Well, like, well, your wife did that, and it's out there, so that's fair game. Or you did you talked about this, and it's fair game. But like, yeah, but he's talked about his childhood trauma as well. He's been very open about that. So if you talk about it and you make right. it public, maybe, otherwise, we, and maybe that's fair game. We wouldn't know about it. He's talked right. about it. He's been very open. And and when you do that, you make yourself a target to trolls online mm -hmm. or for to sure. future opponents. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong because I understand what you're saying there. But right. for the same by the same standard of what you're saying, if if Ian Gary and his wife or whatever or whatever the fucking million other things were, yeah. they were right. already out there mm -hmm. uh, as potential targets. Well, he's kind of made himself a potential target by talking about those things. Now, I'm not saying that's right. Right, I'm not saying right. It's right or justified, but I'm like, you live by the sword, you yeah, die by the sword. You got to kind of deal with it. And had he never said anything about anybody else, then we wouldn't, we'd be defending him right now. And if he had never said anything about anyone else, he'd be a boring motherfucker. Yeah. I like I think it. I just get it. I, I think I just, I, because I, I have, I felt the same way before. So like, oh, oh yeah. Like, I'll, like, fuck this fighting thing. This is, this is work. Like sometimes you just like, I don't know. I, some, sometimes you just, you take, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta do more than just go to work. And well, that's how you feel. Times. But when I fought Jorge Rivera, I felt that he overstepped the mark many, many times and call it trash talk, psychological warfare, whatever, you know, trying to throw me off my game. Guess mm -hmm. what? It's worked. It's worked. <laughs> Cause I was so mad and I've said it before in here, but I'll say it again. I was like, if I see this guy, we were in Sydney, Australia. I'm like, if I see him, 
I'm probably going to attack it. And when I went into that octagon, I wasn't there for a fight. I was there to beat the shit out of you. I wasn't there to compete in a martial arts contest. Right. You didn't care about I the win. There. I was there to settle a fucking score. Right. You know what I mean? And I did knee him on the head when he went down, but I'm like, you fucking, you poked the bird, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm out we of my mind. We all get one warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm out of my mind on adrenaline. I didn't mean to uh, uh, foul him at that time, but I was so mad and I was in the red mist. Mm -hmm. I, the fucking rules didn't apply to me at that moment in time. You know what right, I mean? Because right. that's, that, that is the reality that you have to put up with or accept. If you're going to talk that amount of shit, if you're going to go there, if you're going to poke the bear, right. then that's also what you're going to deal with. What? And maybe, maybe I did a bad job of explaining my point. Here's no, maybe no, here's, well, no, here's a better way of, of just clearing it up to, to end it. Like, I think, that Sean has said the things that he said about other people. And I, you've heard him say this. If you want to come beat me up over this, over what I said, then that, that's fine. Like if you want to fight me because of it, that, we can do that too. But if you're Duplessis, I think you need to have the same responsibility there that if you say those things, then you need to be prepared for what's coming back your way. Mm. So that's why I don't have a problem with Sean saying that. Like he gave a clear yeah. warning and maybe he's just talking shit and just, he's, he's exaggerating. You know what I mean? But like, of course. just say that he says something about him and then Sean does stick one in his ribs. Like so that's fair. That's all good for with me because he warned you first. Oh so yeah. Hey, 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 hey. And he separates your ribs. Then I'm then, then you guys are even in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, from, from the code, of the type of people that some guys are, you know, MMA guys, you know, the, 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 these aren't computer programmers that right. we're talking about. They're right. not politicians. I, I just think right? that's that's fair. We, we're a certain type of person and some are more wild than others. Mm -hmm. you got your George St. Pierre's and your Brad Katona's and you've got your fucking, <laughs> your Sean Strickland's and you know yeah. what I mean? The, 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 there's a gauge. But Sean said, hey, just so you know, as a man, you bring that up one more time. Now, I don't think he's going to stab him. I think he's just using that as a coin of phrase. Yeah, I think it's just a figure. He's not going to bring a knife to the press conference. He's not going to go find him in the hotel room. But what he's saying is, hey, just so you know. And yeah, I guess as a man, he's told him, he's warned him. Shit's going to get I'm, out of hand. <laughs> if I'm Drickus, I'm going there again. I probably would too. <laughs> if it's bothered him so much, I'm if going there If I've already there gone again. there once... There's no problem going back. Keep going. <laughs> and I'm so happy Shipping I'm going to be in, I'm going to I'm so happy I'm going to be in Canada for it. Oh, you're going to be there? You work in the desk? Yeah, it's going to be it's 30 degrees warmer there than it is here. I'm ready. I was going to say it's, it's going to be like tropical temperatures. For <laughs> I'll you. be in a be in a bro tank and some some board shorts. Guys, are you tired of wasting your money on testosterone booster products that just don't work? Well, I don't blame you. That's why our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, lets you try before you buy. You can get a complimentary sample when you text 231231 and enter the code word believe. Look, as you're getting older, the testosterone's dipping. You're starting to get a dad bod. You're not the man you used to be. You haven't got the same energy, and that's because you got to give yourself a boost when it comes to the testosterone, okay? With Nugenics, you will feel revived energized you will be working out like you used to you'll be adding muscle again and your old self will be back nugenics total t testosterone booster with testafen will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life but don't take their word for it try before you buy if it works 
keep it. If not, keep the sample. You have nothing to lose, but you could gain energy, muscle, drive, and more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the code word BELIEVE. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testofen. It's been shown in clinical studies to boost free testosterone levels in men. It is an unprecedented formula with science-backed key ingredients to safely maximize your free testosterone levels, help you increase muscle mass, and skyrocket your performance. And don't be misled. Every product professes quality, but many use generic ingredients that are far less than clinical grade. Nugenics Total Tea gets you premium key ingredients at the same exact powerful clinical potency levels used in the trials. Nugenics is the number one doctor recommended brand and the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at G&C and Walmart. So what are you waiting for? Get a complimentary bottle right now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the fastest and most powerful fat incinerator ever. Okay, all you got to do is text 231-231 and enter the keyword BELIEVE. They're going to offer you a complimentary sample. If you don't like it, keep it. All you got to do, text 231-231 and enter the keyword BELIEVE. So obviously you're going to be there working the desk Saturday night. You're not going to be on Thursday's show. So I do want to get your breakdown. Drickis versus Sean. Uh, yeah, how do you see that going? You know, I think it could be a really interesting fight. Uh, it, so far, what we've seen out of Sean Strickland in his last however many fights is he's really tough to deal with on his feet. He's he's outstruck Izzy, beat him at his own game. Um, we've seen him in there over five rounds with Cannoneer, who's one of the most devastating strikers out there um, in terms of power and explosiveness and speed and and, and everything that Cannoneer does so great. Um. I really think that we need to see if you want to be successful versus Strickland, you need to give him something else to worry about because just punches and kicks isn't enough. I think he's, he's too tricky on his feet to, to really get over on him. If you're, if you're Duplessis, I think you got to mix it up. He was able to, to, to take down Robert Whitaker and, and control him and beat him there on the ground. That's kind of how I see Duplessis getting this done. If he wins, it's gonna he's gonna have to be a well-rounded mixed martial artist. He's gonna have to wrestle. He's gonna have to clinch. He's gonna have to push him up against the fence, and he can't let. He's got to move forward. You you can't let Strickland walk you down. He he's he's just too good there. What he does, he's his eyes are really good. It just he sees everything. His subtle movements. He doesn't move his head a whole shit ton, but his. But that's what Drickis does, though. He just goes forward. Yeah, he's got to. He has to. You know, and, he's, and, 20 wins, 19 yeah. finishes, six in the UFC, six stoppages. If you look at the so way, imposing physically too. Yeah, he's big for the division. And, yeah. and and that's why I think getting Sean kind of in that red mist, if you will, is his best plan to, to a victory. Because I think if Drickus wins, it'll be a stoppage. I think if um, Sean wins, he'll win by decision. You Agreed. know, I think if Sean is very technical and level-headed. He'll make it tough for Drickus. I think if if Sean allows himself to get into a brawl, I think he's got a good chance of losing that against Drickus because I think Drickus hits harder, as you said, more physically imposing. Mm-hmm. He will mix things up. He's not going to be afraid to take it to the ground. Uh, and he just, I mean, if you look at that fight with Derek Brunson, you know, was it the end of the second round? He was doing all right, mm-hmm. Brunson. It was, in fact, he won the first round. Won the first even round. Yeah. Halfway through the second round, Brunson was doing okay, but then he put on that much damage and beat him up that much within same two with, minutes. Same with Darren. 
Same, I mean, Darren Tilly grabbed him right at the start of round one, pinned him yeah. up against the fence and just punished him with his left hand right. over and over. Whitaker walked him down, swinging like a maniac. Every shot that he throws is he's swinging to knock you out. Right. Tavares, remember the Tavares fight? When he was... I don't. He, like, the bell rang and he sprinted. <laughs> like, it was a seven and a half minute sprint and then he kind of gassed, but he yeah. just, even when he's tired, he he just moves forward and throws hard and, and it's just hard to deal with. He just, he fights, he yeah. fights, you know, he's a, he's a proper warrior. Uh, it is an interesting fight. Um, I do think Drickus is probably stronger and hits harder. Sean's mm-hmm. probably more technical on the feet because, but, but the effectiveness of Drickus is not as technical to look at. That's a fight, but he's very, very effective. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about before the Whitaker fight, he had his nose repaired because he did use to gas a lot because he couldn't breathe through his nose. Apparently he got his nose repaired and now he's flying. He's a cardio master. He's got the lowest heart rate in the UFC. It's a joke. Um, but I do think that is going to help the cardio issues. Well, I, th- um, I think it's an approach thing too, though. Like if you look at the Tavares fight, you look at the Till fight, and you look at the Brunson fight, he just he's so high output. And now is you know now he's a little more methodical. He's a little more thoughtful. Maybe it's a little more calculated chaos. But if you look at his numbers, his output is insane. I think he I think he has the highest output in the entire UFC. If I remember right, I had an ESPN meeting today, and I one of the, uh, the stats, one of the stats people said that he's got the highest strike percentage is like landed strikes per minute than anybody in the UFC. But those numbers are, are, are falling off recently in his last two Mm. fights. His output's a little bit lower, which just tells me, I think when he came into the UFC, if you listen, if you're a guy like Drickus and you were on the regional scene, you can do that and just go and you'll get everybody out of there. But you make it to the UFC, you have to adjust that a little bit because people are going to be people as good as you are. They're going to be able to handle it. They're going to be able to kind of weather the storm, which is what he ran into with Tavares and Brunson and Till. They were still they were able to they were there afterwards. Um, And as people get better, you have to change your approach a little bit. And I think that's why he's come down just a little bit on his output. Yeah, and then also the the you learn to handle those big moments because when you step in there, it's the UFC. This is where you dream of being. There's 20,000 people. You're in the UFC Oxygon. Bruce Buffer fucking introduces you. You walk out in that crowd. You're like, whoa, we're here. We've made it. The adrenaline is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so you can't control that as well. The more experience you get, the more you get used to that kind of feel. And you do learn to control your emotions and control your tempo and your output. And as you said, on the regional scene, when I was younger, I was like, I would just go with people yeah. because I knew eventually I was going to get them and they were going to yeah, wear cool. them down and they were going to get tired and they were going to go to sleep, right? Yeah. I didn't really give a fuck. But then all of a sudden you get to the UFC, you're like, hold on a minute. I'm fighting the version of me from Alabama, or yeah. Japan or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's ultimately what the UFC is. It's a worldwide sport. Mm-hmm. And people like us, you, alpha males, there's physically, there's other versions of us throughout the world. And you're bumping into another one of you. Right. You know well, I mean? we stand out amongst our region. Yeah. So you like, fight and you're, and you're the best one around. And then they like pluck you out. And yeah. then they're like, oh, wait, hold on. There's another one over there. Go get that yeah. one too. And let's Even make the Korean fight. version. The Korean <laughs> right. bis, the Bisping. Uh, and I think I misspoke. His output is the highest in the division, not the UFC. I, I misspoke, no, but it's yeah, the highest in the division. He's beating these flyweights. My God. <laughs> yeah, 17,000 strikes a minute. Um, <laughs> so ultimately, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Anthony. 
Mm-hmm. What is your prediction for the Lionheart Smith Incorporated? What is the prediction? Who wins? Who is the champion of the world when the dust settles on Saturday night? Nah, don't hold me to it because I do have to make these picks over the weekend as well. Um, and you will be changing them. You will be looking at the research, the data, gonna, seeing gonna, what yeah, presents itself. You'll be looking at the emotions at the press conference, looking into the eyes and figuring okay. things out. So subject to change. But right now, as we stand on a Monday, who are you picking? I'm 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 picking Strickland. I think Strickland. All right. Okay. Because we'll I think I think he's I think he sells wolf tickets to us sometimes too. I think sometimes he. I don't think he'll go out there and be reckless. I've never seen him fight emotional, ever. So let's throw. No, no, you're right. He doesn't. Uh, he he doesn't. And 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 that is a good ability, you know. And to talk about myself, I was always. I still am. I'm always trying to work on my emotional maturity. You know what I mean? But when I was in a fight, I was always locked in. I never allowed myself to necessarily get into these crazy um, scenarios other than the one I spoke about before yeah. with Jorge Rivera before you will call me a, a bloody hypocrite. Uh, let's throw it to the panel because I think Drickus. I think Drickus gets it done. I do. I think he gets the stoppage. I just, and I don't know, maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's the physicality. Maybe it's seen him drop Robert Whitaker with the jab. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I've got Drickus in that, but Harrington and Bryant, as I say, we're throwing it to the panel. Well, he's a big, strong dude, and uh, we've seen Sean get knocked out before, so I, th- I think I think we're more likely to see that than. Uh, but who knows, man? I didn't expect Sean to knock out or to put Izzy on his ass. So, yeah. but I would lean towards Drickus right. for sure. I, I don't know. I mean, ever since the Darren Till fight, I've found it very, very hard to pick against Drikas Duplessis. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, I watched him get dominated for a full round, need to come out and win that third round, and he made, uh, there was absolutely no doubt about it. Um, over the Because it's a five-round fight, I just don't think you can shut this guy out for five rounds, right? And I think it really only takes a minute or two for him to change the tide of, uh, change the tide of, of a big fight. So um, I don't know how exactly, but I think somewhere over the course of 25 minutes, Strikas gets it done. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great fight week. It's going to be a cold fight week up there in Toronto. You have a fight in Canada, Anthony? Oh, yeah. Yep. I fought in... Uh... Winnipeg? Uh, no, no, it was a really small town. Moncton. 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 Yeah. Good old Moncton. It was fun. Yeah. yeah I've never been to Moncton. They had a they have a river. I think I've talked about this before. It's a, they call it the chocolate river. It looks like flowing chocolate, but twice a day, every twelve hours, they have a wave that comes down the river and people surf it. It's pretty cool. Oh really? Yeah. It was weird. River surfing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Well, uh, the Torontonians, they're, they're, they're a good set of fans. I told this story last week. I don't think it'll do the rounds. I was on the TNT Sports. We did a preview show. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to show this bit. When I fought Brian Stan, um, when I fought Brian Stan afterwards, we went uh, to a club, mm-hmm. after, you know, with all the boys. And we were just outside. The club was parked and we're outside and we, we had a table and stuff like that. And we were just waiting, you know, like the hostess or whatever sorts you out. And there's some guy and he's involved in a big commotion. And he's screaming and he's fucking hammered. He's wild drunk, right? And he's screaming. He's making a huge, being a pain in the ass. And he's screaming out, I'm the Beeb's dad. I'm the Beeb. And he was it was Justin Bieber's dad, apparently, allegedly. <laughs> Justin Bieber's dad. And he was screaming, you don't touch me like that. I'm the Beeb's dad. And then this bloke, some Canadian dude, was just like, I've had enough of this. Boom. 
and just nailed him. So the Beeb's dad got dropped, allegedly. No kidding. Justin Bieber, if you're watching this, which I highly doubt you are, and your father was assaulted that night, I don't know the guy. He was a friend of a friend. <laughs> I don't know the guy. Canada, back in action. Uh, Harrington, give us the lowdown of what's going on with Javier Mendez. He's dropping serious hints. Yeah, so uh, Javier Mendez was on a podcast recently, and this made waves uh, pretty big over the weekend. Uh, he said, um, he uh, speaking about Khabib, he said he's always training, always training, but he's never trained with me. You understand? Sure, he's been training, but he's never trained with me. Only when he fights, he trains with me. That I can tell you. Whether he fights or not, I don't know, but he's training with me, so you can take that for what it's worth. So basically, he's saying without saying that Khabib's fighting. I, I think that's what he's getting at. That's what he's trying to do. Or do you think he's just having a bit of fun? Brian, what is your take on this, please, sir? What a clickbaiting bastard. Khabib <laughs> made a solemn vow in front of God and his mother that he won't fight without his father. Why are we going to take this dude's word for it that he's going to break that? But he never trains. He only trains with Javier. Get the fuck out of here. Fight, okay. <laughs> and now he's training with Javier. So, you know, he's not saying that he's training him for a fight, but he only trains with Javier when he's training for a fight and he is training with Javier. The problem with doing something like this for clickbait is, is the next time no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. I just, I don't think so. I, I, I'm kind of with Brian. I believe Habib when he said that he quit fighting for the reason he quit fighting for. I just don't – I don't know that he – I mean, he stopped coaching fighters. He stopped even cornering. Like, he – I think even he still Islam. coaches. He just doesn't travel. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Like, he's not cornering people anymore. Like, he's doing the complete opposite of getting back into fighting. He's pulling himself further out of it. Um, I don't know. He's just been – I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see – He's he's a rich man. He's got plenty of money. He's got plenty of fame, especially in his home country. Um. He's got plenty on his plate in terms of training with people. I just don't, I just don't see it. Mm. I believed him yeah. when, he, when, like Brian said, he made a promise in front of God and his mom that he wouldn't do it without his dad. Yeah, well, he certainly seems like the type of guy to uphold that kind of promise. And yeah. I, and I think there, there was that video going around recently. Dana did an interview or something. Sorry, Khabib did an interview, and he said that Dana asked him what was the number, and he said the number doesn't exist. You know, so I, I would find it kind of hard for him to go back on that. But hey, listen, people change their mind. People, mm -hmm. stuff changes all the time. You never know. Uh, no, one's and, no one's immune to money. And it, no one's immune. It's a very powerful motivator. I mean, you pull uh, his mom into that meeting and yeah. negotiating with her too. I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I think you it might never be know. Like, you know how it's much doubtful. you can do with It's money. doubtful, but I, but, um, I just don't see it. Every man and their dog, they're all, you know, these websites and Twitter accounts, they're all trying to predict what the main event for UFC 300 is. And I saw one recently there saying it's going to be Leon versus Habib and maybe Javier is just leaning into that and having a bit of fun. Leon versus Habib? How would you feel about that? Theoretically, hypothetically. Well, I don't want to ruin it, but I don't see the UFC doing that. <laughs> only, be only because... <laughs> Habib's not going to stick around even if he came back for one. You you can't put a belt on him and then know he's not coming back. What kind of asshole does that? What kind of dick would just take a belt and then never come back again? I mean, George that's never happened ever. 
George St. Pierre the prick. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of loser are you going to be to lose to someone like that as well? Not to mention also, Bilal Mohammed is currently in Dagestan, by all accounts, training for Leon Edwards. Do you think that's the main event, though? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm saying if you were... If you were in the driver's seat, would that be your main event? I don't know. I, I mean, probably not, but it's a it's a UFC title fight. You never know. Maybe they're going to put three title fights on there. Maybe that is going to be on the card. I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, Leon's great. Bilal, um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the event. Although he's amazing, event, he's not a huge draw yet. Yeah, yeah, but... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But Khabib is not probably coming back, is what I would say. Dude, you ready? Got a weird look on his face, dude. So this is this is the 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 nonsense, right? So Javier Mendez came out with a quote earlier today that said, "I'm just letting you guys know that you know, stop all this nonsense on the internet regarding Khabib uh, and me and him training. Uh, there's been no such thing happening. We're not discussing training. We never have. Khabib is still voted uh, to what he said." He's devoted to his family. He's not working people's corners. He's not going to fight ever. To my knowledge, he's never even spoken about it. So, okay. He threw this out there and then retracted it within four days. All right. All right. So maybe that means that Khabib is fighting and he's breaking <laughs> in. <laughs> that is like, you know, he's like, what are you doing, dickhead? Yeah, Don't talk like, about What the fuck are you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, all right, Harrington, uh, tell me about this. A study claims that those with a bitter flavor profile are more likely to be afflicted by psychopathy, narcissism, aggression, and sadism. Yes. Yeah, so they uh, they did a study. Oh. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I just want, what do you mean with a bitter profile, though? But See, continue. What does that mean? So a bitter profile they, in this study, they they uh, set up people and it was like, you know, what do you favor? Right. Black coffee, coffee with cream and sugar, coffee with just cream, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they went through to see uh, what like taste profile aligns with, you know, what kind of psychological things. And they said the biggest correlation they found was people who prefer like very dark chocolate, black coffee, you know, stuff in 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 that kind of bitter uh, profile to have more psychopathic, sadistic, uh, and aggressive tendencies. Michael, so how do you drink it. your co- how do you drink your coffee? <laughs> okay, let me tell you this: I I have, I have it black these days because I'm trying mm-hmm. to decrease the calories. And I know that you like dark chocolate. I don't like dark chocolate. I like milk chocolate. The milky, the better. I want cream in my coffee. I love cream. I went to Mastro's last night. I got a butter cake, a massive side of cream. I want the creaminess, okay? I like, but I do drink black coffee and I don't mind it these days. What about you? No, I I drink coffee like a middle-aged white woman that's a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) The more pumpkin spice, the better. (laughs) Uh, The other big one. latte. The other big one, gin and tonic. Um, Never. Yeah, but the tonic. Tonic's pretty bitter. You a tonic guy, Michael? I I am these days. I'm all about it. (laughs) I love a vodka tonic. So that's it. That's it. According to who's it? I'm I'm a big big vodka ginger beer guy. Same thing. Same thing. No. What's different? What's an absolute load of twaddle, Harrington? Just come back on. I mean, who said that? Who, Who came up with this? A new uh, a study claim a study claims. Oh, st- oh they they oh, said <laughs> study claims study claims that Harrington's a dick. Okay, uh, so it's hey, it is, we just ran it. that study right here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we just discovered it. 
Uh, so it's researchers from the University of Innsbruck in Austria, uh, and they were doing a taste preference of 953 Americans and what they're calling a groundbreaking study. Yeah, it's not groundbreaking at all. I will groundbreak <laughs> your face. How do you like your coffee, Harrington? Oh, no, tons of cream. Tons and tons of cream. <laughs> so, so hold on. What we're saying is here, and this is true to the comment section, the only one that likes the coffee black, I prefer it, but I take it black for the calories, is me. The only one that likes the gin and tonic is, uh, is me. What else is there? Dark chocolate. I don't eat dark chocolate. But would you? I don't know. No, no. So Ellie, she's always got fucking dark chocolate in the house, and it pisses me off. How she drinks your coffee? Um, black. She's a narcissistic oh, no, sadist. Getting worried for you. Oh my god, she's gonna murder me in the night. And Ellie, <laughs> Ellie, she's she's on this whole crazy health kick. She eats, she eats raw liver, uh, raw hearts. liver. Yeah, hearts and stuff. Yeah, the other day she had heart, liver, this and that. That's all she eats. She go be a chef. Sure. And she no, and she has. Um, it's supposed to be really good for you. Like, yeah, uh, well, no, like organ meat? Yeah, she's on this crazy health kick. Well, no, she's not on a health kick. It's just who she is these days. Just organ meats, mm -hmm. uh, no makeup whatsoever, hardly ever wears makeup. She went down to uh, Mexico, didn't wear, uh, what do you call it, sunscreen? Oh, yeah. Because of the chemicals. Came back, burnt to a crisp. I'm like, <laughs> you might want to put flipping sunscreen on, girl. Yeah, you might want to do sunscreen. Yeah. And so this, this is worth noting. It said it, it did highlight in the study that some people will avoid eating desired foods uh, because they are expensive or fattening while consuming other foods to be social or healthy. So I think, you know, I think you get a pass on the black coffee. Yeah, I think we all get a pass because that's just absolute bullshit. Give us another non-MMA. What was that other one you had, Harrington, about the Buffalo Bills? Or the Oscar Mayer company is offering $35,000. Hell yeah per year plus travel and per diem to drive their iconic wiener mobile across mm -hmm. the country. What is a wiener mobile and why oh. am I even asking that question? <laughs> you don't know what, what the wiener mobile is? No. Oh, Harrington, you go ahead and educate. It's as American Michael. as baseball or apple pie. It is a giant car shaped like a hot dog uh, that drives around town. Um, <laughs> It, it goes cross country. People see this and they're like, man, I want an Oscar Mayer wiener right now. 35 grand a year to drive across the country. Well, 35 grand. No, man. I'd need to at least double that. At least double that. Why? To just drive that shit around? They pay for all your travel, your expenses, your hotels. Just to drive it? $150 a week? I don't know if that feeds me. How much? No, it's... Why would it be $150 a week just to drive across the country? How long would that take? That's the weekly, you get a weekly allowance of 150 for meals and personal travel and health benefits and 18, uh, paid days, 18 days of paid time off. It is 35000 per year to be a driver. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Not doing I was going to say, I would do that across country one time, 35 yeah. grand. We'll make a little YouTube series out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll do that. Do you know what I mean? Three, four days, well, however long it takes, but <laughs> right. not as an actual job. You yeah, have to visit 20, 40 cities. If you're 20, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I would have done that easily in my early 20s. Because the cool thing is you have to like you have to stop and do like pop-up events. Um, so you like you have all the gear in your back and, and you go to the city and it's like, all right, you park the wiener mobile, you set up a little stand and you make social media content. 
But I mean, think about it. There's an extra over five grand a year in per diem, plus, you know, hotels and all that. You're looking at clearing damn near 50, 60 grand. I'm in. Callum has just finished college. He's yeah. looking for a job. Let's see if he picks up. Let's see if he picks up. <laughs> Guaranteed he won't. Right, but if he does, I'm going to say, Callum, we've got your job, 35 grand. All you're going to do is drive a wiener mobile. Guarantee he says no. <laughs> you get the pleasures of the open road. <laughs> More than likely, I guarantee he doesn't pick up. Anthony, do your kids pick up when you call? Never. Never. No. He's not going to pick up. He never does. Oh, well. I tell you what, talking of razors and wienermobiles. Okay. Uh, the razor, I saw something. I, I got to get one of these. Hold on. What was it? I saw it recently and it's unbelievable. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. His chat disappears because he's one of those guys, vanish mode. It's oh. like the Razor scooter. So it's like a $400 car. Yeah. It's a go kart, the Razor cart. Have you seen those things? Uh, no way. Look those up, Brian. They're unbelievable. This friend of mine's got a big backyard and his kids on it, just like a go-kart, like Mario Brothers, just scooting all over the place, 360s, bloody handbrake oh, turns. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, and it's fast. Looks unbelievable. So I'm going to get one of them. That's Lucas's next Christmas present. Uh, click on that link there, Brian. Let's have a look at that thing. $400. I kind of want one. It looks amazing. Yeah. I would... Let's see this. 485. The Razor Crazy Car. There it is. is electric. That it? Yeah, that's it. We've lost Brian on the electric. Uh, yeah. Enhanced drift bar. Brody knob steering, variable Let's speed up the go. Twelve miles an hour. Yeah. Man, hold on. Let me hold on a second. Don't For don't bring that down yet. Hold on. Yeah, take the governor off. You can get that up to twenty three. Go. Take a picture of that. I'm buying one of those. That's, Are you not, really? Not that anyone's going to be able to use it around here for the next couple months because there's nine feet of snow on the ground, but I'm getting one. They can no, use it in the garage for a little while. Exactly. All right. So anyway, so at the weekend, going back to actual stuff we know we talk, what we're talking about, Israel Adesanya is going to be cage side by all the reports I've seen on social media. So what do you think that means? Do you think Izzy's coming back? Do you think Izzy's just trying to stay in the limelight? Do you think Izzy's going to be challenging the winner of Drickus and Sean Strickland? What's your guess on that? Well, I definitely think he's trying to keep himself inserted in the division um, and, and keeping himself visible. It's a title fight in his division. I, I think that he probably feels like that's important for him to be there. I think if Duplessis wins, I mean, fuck, that's a – there's a storyline already built in there. Um, if Strickland wins, there's a storyline there. Right. It's just tough, though. Like, he's coming off, he's still coming off a loss. So, I mean, and it wasn't even and it was a, it was a bad enough loss where they didn't give him a t an immediate rematch. So, I don't know. I don't know that it, maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's just trying to insert himself back in there. Maybe there's no clear contender right now for, for the middleweight title. Um, and he's just trying to, you know, trying to insert himself in there. I said the other week, I don't really see is he getting an immediate title fight, mm -mm. but it wouldn't be the craziest thing ever. No, it wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be that unexpected. You know what I mean? So maybe that's the UFC 300 main event, and it's kind of a quick turnaround. But what's that? January, February, March, three months almost. Yeah, but we've already seen Duplessis won't take a chance. Like he's very Ooh. smart about it. Well, I mean, I mean that in a positive Ooh. way. 
He, he had an opportunity. He, get beat. he won't take a chance. He shouldn't be talking about his dad. He's going to get stabbed. He's getting one in the ribs. And the won't take a chance. He had an opportunity to fight Izzy the last time. And he he, he, did. he didn't want to take the he didn't want to risk fighting when he wasn't hundred percent. I feel like in there with Strickland, no matter what, you're gonna leave pretty banged up, probably. So mm. I don't know. If three months as a turnaround seems pretty seems like a risky thing to do. As a champion, yeah, yeah, he's a, and he's a bit risk adver- uh, risk averse, averse to taking a risk once again. Another insult, Drickus. I'm sorry. I think that's my, smart. I'm sorry, I think he's my- smart. He's smarter than I am. No, he is. He's being calculated. Yeah, he's being mathematical. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do. I'll do it next week. I'll, I'll uh, someone hold my leg on. <laughs> He's being strategic. He's being smart. Um, you never know. Though. We might just see it. Um, I'll tell you what I did like, though. This is not necessarily being smart, but it's being real. It's being proper to the game. Cheeto Vera finding Sugar Sean O'Malley next month. Yeah. Very excited for that one. He says that as a real man, if he wins, he's going to ask for the rematch with Corey Sandhagen because he beat me. I, if I have to choose myself, I want to kick Corey's ass. I know his dorky ass is crying about it, but it's not my fault. Nobody gives a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Corey Sandhagen was injured, right? I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. But I respect Cheeto because Corey did beat him. We know he beat him very soundly. You could yeah. call it an off night. You could say that Corey was just by far the better man on the evening than he was. Uh, but to immediately go, right, I want to fight Corey Sandhagen. I respect no, that. No, fight Corey once. No. Corey twice. No. What do you think about that fight, Sean and Cheeto? Um, I like that fight for Cheeto. Um, I, I think that he's he's got a great skill set. Uh, to beat a guy like Sean, I think that you know a, a re- the, the wrestling approach that Sandhagen took is kind of what you're going to have to be able to do to beat a guy like Cheeto. You, you got to be able to mix it up, and and even a, as good of a wrestler as Dominic Cruz is, he had a really tough time with Cheeto because of his power and his strength. And you know Sandhagen, I think he caught him on an off night. I think he caught him by surprise. I don't think he expected Sandhagen to wrestle like that. But uh, O'Malley doesn't have that ability. That's not his game. That's not his style. So I, 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 same as their last fight, I still kind of favor Cheeto just because, mm-hmm. and that's just a stylistic thing. I think O'Malley's magical, but Cheeto's a big, strong, powerful guy. And, and I know it's weird to say at Bantamweight that he's a big, strong, powerful guy, but compared to everyone else in the division, he is. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I do favor Cheeto a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, st- st- historically, he's the only man to beat him. You know, don't get into this whole peroneal nerve and the calf kick thing. He threw the calf kick. She- O'Malley went down. He got finished with elbows. But every fight's different. Every right. fight is different. And I will say this, O'Malley has definitely improved since definitely. that fight. And he looks good. I mean, that knockout against Aljamain Sterling, absolutely stunning. It's a bloody good fight, and I can't mm-hmm. wait for it. Uh, did you see O'Malley already calling out Ilya Taporia? Yeah. 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 What do you who think does, of that? Who does that? <laughs> no. I I, man, no, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Taporia. Yeah. Uh, I could I I could see an upset of the year coming. I could With really Taporia see, and Volkanovsky? I could see it. Oh, hot take. I'm not I'm not calling it, but I would not be surprised. 
would not be surprised. It's probably as good, man. And I'll tell you what, for any time to fight Volkanovski, now is a good time, coming off the back of a knockout. Because when you're going on these kind of win streaks, I know Volkanovski's got a loss before, but you know this. When you're you're flying and you're beating everybody, you're like, I'm invincible. I can't Mm -hmm. be beaten. But then when you get knocked out like, like he did against Islam, there's a little crack. There's a little chink in the armor. Right. A little, a little bit of reality sets in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn! I am human. human. I can get knocked out. These, there is consequences to taking these kind of shots. Yeah, and watching Taporia live, like in person up close, was was, was a treat. It, it, mm. The, the nuances and the subtleties and the little things that he does, you can only see and really c- capture and grasp the way that he controls the octagon, the pace, the, the momentum, the, the power in his hands, the, 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 the durability in his chin. Cause he took some big shots off of Josh Emmett. He took oh, some yeah. massive shots from Josh Emmett and didn't even blink. So, I just I think he's the future of the division. I I don't know that his reign will start this year, but I would not be shocked to see him leave the champion of the world. I would not be shocked. Yeah, well, I mean, he's undefeated. The way he beat Bryce Mitchell, the way that he beat, you know, I mean, he is very, very good. It's a great fight. Can't wait for it. Um, another guy in your division, Anthony, Yuri Prohaska, mm-hmm. who last went up against Alex Pereira. He was speaking today and he said that he went into the Pereira fight with a really bad staff infection. Did you see that? I didn't see, see the interview. No, I didn't. Harrington, have you got any more details for us? Because I know you put that in the group chat before and I was working out. I was lifting weights. I was stretching. I was ice bathing. I was sauna in. I don't have time to sit around and watch Tittle Tattle. Harrington, I'm filling a lot of time for the yeah. boy to be full. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I I don't believe I sent that to you because I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> I'm looking for that story right now. Um, it's not in the notes, but I think we yeah. communicated via text, brother. But it is all over Twitter. Just look it up. Yuri Prohaska says that he had a terrible staff infection. Uh, yeah, so it's revealed what he was think something. Of that, from- Andy, that's what I want to know. Ultimately, what do you think? From the last five weeks of preparation, I train just one week. Yeah, so. Wow. So. Why, uh, why so is that? Because that's- of your shoulder? Uh, be- no, 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 but because the staff, staff, if staff you know, infection, the staff? Yeah, let's staff leave it infection. there. Brian. We yeah. don't want to get demonetized for showing the Homewani show. Um, said he only trained once in the last five weeks. What do you make of that? Yeah, who knows? I don't, I don't, yeah, training. What would he say? Trained one week in the last five weeks. I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know that that has anything to do with how you lost, though. Like you, you can train your chin all you want. Like you, or you can train all you want or not train all you want. Your chin is what it is, and you, you put your head in a compromising position. I, I, that has nothing yeah. to do with your has nothing to do with your conditioning. I just don't. Yeah. You know, I I will give reasons if people ask questions and say, well, hey, you know, like no, you know, no excuses. Here's where I was, and here's what happened in my opinion. But like I, I never just came out and gave a an excuse, and I don't like. I don't. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of that fight with him and Alexander Rakic? I think Rakic smokes him. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's coming off of a knockout loss. It's pretty fast. Um, it's 
pretty pretty quick turnaround for a tough knockout. Um, especially one that he wasn't allegedly able to train for that much. So like uh seems quick. I'm excited to see Brackage back. I really like I like that guy. We, you know, we had our thing for a second, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we we connected and and I like him a lot. I think that he's going to insert himself into the top of the division and title conversations pretty quickly. Man, to be coming off of a knockout loss, a knockout loss and do it with a, you know, with the quickness, a pretty quick turnaround in there with a guy as big, strong, powerful, and it's dangerous as Rakic is, I don't know. But yeah. who's, there's no telling. Rakic has been off a long time. Is there going to be some ring rust? Is it going to be a little bit tentative? Is it going to have, you know, is, he, is, is there any regression that's happened? How much has he been training? I think there's some questions that need to be answered. But if he comes back anywhere close to where he was before, it's going to be a tough night for Yuri. Rakic and Rakic hates him. Oh, does he really? Because 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 Rakic is coming on the show Thursday, right? Yeah. So ask yeah. him about your ask him about his beefs with Yuri and 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 who Yuri really is as a person. Because Rakic, oh really? He'll tell you that he doesn't oh. believe his whole. He'll tell you he doesn't believe his whole samurai kick and his all his bullshit. His whole martial artist thing. He says it's all bullshit. What does he say? That he's a drunk guy in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has told, uh, Yuri has told stories about where he used to drink, like, I think it was gasoline out of a car or something like that. Oh, God. I, forget, I forget, I forget the exact quote, but it, yeah, he spoke about some wild times. We've had street I think they have mutual, like they know mutual people or like, you know, 10 degrees of separation or whatever, like. Yeah, yeah. Like geographically, I think they kind of know some of the same people, or at least have been at the same haunts. It's a good. It's going to be a good interview. Thursday afternoon, all, we're getting into all of this. So stay tuned and come back. It's the um, only time you can get Rakic like real aggravated. Like you can. He's a nice guy, isn't he? A really nice guy, but you can you start talking, you get him all fired up about Yuri. You'll get you can see the aggravation in his face. Oh, I can't wait. I've got the questions fun. already. Yeah, oh, fun. oh, here we go. Right. I had him, I had him fired up. <laughs> All right, 2024, new year, new me, new bod with FitBod, which is the smart workout app which creates custom, dynamic, individualized workout programs for you. What excuses have you got? I haven't got time. Well, that doesn't apply. I haven't got the equipment. That doesn't apply now either. I can't afford it. That certainly doesn't apply when it comes to FitBod because FitBod costs you less than one session with a personal trainer and you get a full year of workouts. You get it customed for your needs, whether you want to lose weight, you want to build muscle, you want to get faster, you want to get flexible, whatever it is, it is all on there. The FitBob works with iOS and Android devices. The app is super easy to use. It has video tutorials, so it makes learning new exercises very, very simple. Okay, so what more are you waiting for? Well, check this out. Right now, you can get 25% off, or you can try the app out for free when you sign up at FitBob dot me slash believe so whatever it is you want to do whatever equipment that you have fitbod will give you a workout if you don't know how to do the exercises they will give you a video demonstration and as i say right now you can try the app out for free when you sign up to fitbod dot me slash believe get the results that you want to get the inspiration get the workouts that you need when you go to fitbod dot me slash believe 25 percent off your subscription or try it out for free fitbod.me slash believe. 
Um, Harrington, we're going to go to some questions in a second, but before we do, is there any breaking stories that we haven't got to, please? Um, nothing. Anything going on in the women's atomweight division in Invicta? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's got yeah. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, I'm going to do it myself. MMA news. Johnny um, Walker reacts to Magomed Ankalaev loss. We don't need that. Conor McGregor, Irish MMA star, donates 25 ooh, grand. That's a good – does anyone know anything about that? Did you see a, that? What happened? I just seen the injuries, but it didn't say what had happened to him. So, so I saw it on uh, – is it Leah McCourt, Bellator fighter? Follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram. So some Irish fighter. Let me, let, let me bring up his name, calling him an Irish fighter. That's a bit dis- – Ryan Curtis. So he was training. And it says here he's sustained a broken back, a broken neck, a dislocated spine. Ryan will never be able to do what he loves again, train or fight. A sport he's dedicated his life to since 11. Ryan has the most infectious positive outlook on life and has been through some of the most horrific circumstances. Man, still showing a positive outlook. Does anyone know any more details on how he did this? It was a training accident. Correct. Yeah, that's all I've heard. And yeah, it. Uh, I seen Connor put out like a you know a, a message GoFundMe link and a GoFundMe. So I, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, which I don't think Connor gets enough credit for. I'm not, I don't want to spin this thing to be about Connor, but um, for what I understand, he does do a lot of like a lot of charitable work, a lot of donations for things like this. He's building uh, housing for. Yep. Uh, like single mothers or something like that, like a, a shit ton of houses. Um, so anyways, I think that's cool that he he did kind of bring awareness because I wouldn't have known about it had Connor not um, had not Connor not brought it up. And I think he donated a pretty good chunk of money himself to that. that yeah, 25 grand. No, no, yeah. um, absolutely. Fair play. Well done to him. Well done to him indeed. What an awful situation, yeah. you know, because this is the thing. MMA people don't day. realize, but it's not just MMA, it's wrestlers. You know, yeah. boxers, life itself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can cross the goddamn street. Who was I talking to the other day? And they were talking about something. I said, well, that could happen. He said, you don't do that because this could happen. I said, well, yeah, you're right. But that could happen crossing the street. You could die. Mm-hmm. You could get hit by a car. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, of course, there is dangers associated with combat sports, just like American football. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just really an unfortunate bad set of circumstances look, you know, it's, it's too awesome. bad. Yeah. It's it too really bad. Is. Especially being so young, you know, it's just fuck. Not that be, being old, it would be any better, but you know what I mean? Just chasing mm. your dream at practice one day. I mean, you are, I like, mean, can't feel both legs and one arm. It's crazy. That really brought the move mood down. Hamza Chimiev takes aim at Drikas Duplessis before title fight. Oh, you didn't get this one, did you, Harrington? Boris questions how focused Duplessis and Sean Strickland both are. What is the quote? He says, they have a fight soon. They both think about me. I didn't know that I was scaring them that much. I want to hear your take on this. We spoke about this last week. Uh, Drikas says that if he wins... A fight with Hamzat Chimiev is not next. I did a little YouTube video on that. He said he's a welterweight. He hasn't proved himself at 185. I kind of disagreed with that on the YouTube video that I did. I got slaughtered in the comments. Everyone right. was like, no, 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 no. He is only a welterweight. He hasn't proved himself at 185. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, well, you disagreed with Duplessis? I did, yeah. I disagreed. I mean, I get where he's coming from. 
I mean, he's only fought some earlier guys at 185, I suppose, like Gerald Mearshart and one other guy. And then he did fight a welterweight at 185. So, he did, he did. But, but the but the weighed in at 185. Robert Whitskill used to be a welterweight. Sean Strickland himself used to be a welterweight. Do you know what I mean? Drickers has fought at welterweight himself. Do right. you know what I mean? It's like this is just the climate, the circumstances that we're in. Yeah, it's just the world we're in. Being a fucking company man, you dickheads. Well, that's like, nothing to do with they they fought at 185, but like there I think what the point what he's saying is he hasn't beat one of the top guys at 185. I don't think anyone's doubting that he could, though. And mm. I think those two things are different. Has he beaten one of the top guys at 185 in the top five? No. It, does he have the ability to? Absolutely. Absolutely. But who else would it be, though? Let's just assume that, that Strickland wins. Yeah. And for the sake of conversation, let's assume it's not Israel Adesanya, right? Yeah. Because obviously he's there. He's going to be there as well. But Strickland, is it Duplessis? Robert Whitaker. Duplessis just finished. Yeah, he's coming off. The, the only person realistically with another Cannonier. claim is Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier sitting at number four with a win over five, Strickland. With a win over Strickland. Yeah, that's the only other guy. I mean, Marvin Vittori, as much as I like Marvin, he's not there. Paolo Costa, he's, you know, if he wins his next fight, maybe he'll be there. Uh, he's already booked up, is what I'm saying. Then it's Roman Delidze, Brendan Allen. Those guys aren't there. When yeah. you look at it like that, other than Izzy, who knows what's going to happen Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's Hamza Chimiev. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. Or, or, or a Jared Cannonier. Right. I would I would probably lean Cannonier if if you're looking at... Because I'd like to see Izzy versus Hamza. Oh, me too. I'd love to see that. That's what I'd like to see. And then then there's not an argument for either. No matter who wins, they're next for the title, and you can't argue that. Oh, you're going to like this one. I'm just looking here. Okay. Yahoo Sports, UFC 297, Embedded, Episode 1. Sean Strickland gifted a custom gold firearm. you got to Google this. Look at that. Oh, my God. That thing, uh, Brian, just just Google it because you got to get the image of that in the chat or on the screen. It's a, I don't know what kind of gun that is. It looks like a machine gun, is what my uneducated gave it to would say. It's gold. But who it's gave beautiful. it to him? I'll tell you who right now. Okay. Uh, tell me who. In the main event, middleweight champion. First episode, champion Sean Strickland sits down with Max Crosby. I was there in the building when that happened. Max Crosby. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Hell look. yeah. Yeah, man. So Max Crosby give it to him. Max Crosby, he plays for the Raiders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gave him a gun. What kind of gun is that? Just bring it back on screen. I want to hear you guys break it down. What are we talking? AK-47? No, it's not. (laughs) I know it's not. Uh, Uzi 9mm. What movie has it? Uzi 9mm. I don't know. Oh, come on. Damn it. What is it? Come on. Harrington O'Brien. Uzi 9mm. That's a bad impression. (laughs) Terminator 2. Um... It looks like okay. it's an AR frame. It looks like it's an AR frame. AR fifteen. So, probably AR fifteen. Could be an AR ten. AR frame, no matter what. But yeah, some sort of AR. Probably AR fifteen. What do you think that's worth? A gun like that, if it is solid, solid gold. What do you oh, think? That's if, worth? if it was solid, it's probably not. It's probably just gold plated. Gold plated. Yeah, you couldn't fire a gun that's made yeah. out of gold too much. It would it's not. Right. Yes, yeah, too solid. I know nothing about guns, so gold. You plated. know a lot about gold though, and you can't really get it too hot. <laughs> 
Um, All right, so I'm trying to make a dick out of me. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, it's just you're trying to make a dick out of me. I am not. Um, who's the nine millimeter? If it was, if it was though, a lot, but yeah, yeah, gold plated though. What, 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 what are we saying? I don't even know the price of gold, I couldn't even tell you. Probably, I, I believe probably... the price of gold is around $2,300 per ounce. Oh, Jesus, Pretty really close to 2054 today. Oh, oh. oh look at that. Look at that. Huh. Uh, I was, I was going to take a guess. I was going to say it's probably a thirty or $40,000 gun if that's it was nice solid though. gold. How about that? And yeah. on your gun wall, on your gun rack, that's going to look bloody good. Cool. Yeah. Looks Even if it's gold plated, that's still a, probably a ten dollars or $12,000 rifle. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's, yeah. it's definitely gold plated. Now you yeah. bring out those obvious points and make an absolute fool out of me. No, I'm just saying. Either, either way, yeah. that's still pretty expensive. Yeah, no, it's still a great gift as well. So well done, Sean Strickland. Can't wait for those guys this weekend. And if you have a question, please send that in to bympod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating, positive review. It really helps us out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 500 videos you can't find anywhere else, completely ad-free and totally uncensored, head to gasdigital.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. Uh, also, it was his manager that gifted him that gun. Oh, yeah. well, fair play to the manager. That's a nice little gift to get. And the manager's like, we're making that pay-per-view money, baby. Here's a little gold gun. That's nice, though. It's great. All right. So the first question we have here today is uh, from Abby from the Fight Space, and she's trying to take your job, Mike. What's up, BYM Pod? It's me, Abby of the Fight Space Podcast. I recently had English MMA sensation number three featherweight, Arnold Allen, on my show, and he fights this weekend. And one of the questions that I asked him was, do you see yourself moving into something like commentary or cage side, like a Michael Bisping? Uh, I'd love to, but I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'll be very good at it. But my question for you guys, for Michael and for Anthony, would be how would someone get into a role like cage side or like commentary? Because that's what I want to do. And so what's my path? What would be your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to do that? And fuck you, Harrington. Well, first of all, I would start with not using such foul language and insulting <laughs> hardworking members of this team. OK, what was the name of her podcast? Fight Queen. Fight it space. doesn't matter what the... Uh, fight space. <laughs> fight space. Thank you for the question. Anthony, I'll let you uh, take the lead on this one. Why me? Because it's a dumb question and I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to let you do it because I don't know the answer. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you've just... Uh, I hate to crash your dreams, but if you're not hosting, you... you there's there's exactly zero people on the desk that aren't hosts that have never done like this. Yeah. yeah. There's exactly the zero. Same with commentators. Play by play or yeah. fight. Simple as that. The mm -hmm. play by play guys aren't fighters because that's a real job right. with real skills and real and they go to college. Uh, they go to college for that. They, they learn go to college. How to do it. Yeah, they go to college for that. They're not like me in DC, just like you know, fighting and then talking about fighting. They got to know the, the the insides and the outsides, you know. So it's gonna be tough. Yeah. You could do a Minty Betts. You could be a Charlie Arnold. Right. You could do a Megan and Levy backstage roaming reporter. So there's options. There's availabilities. There's you need a, a drama. Dr 
Nina Drama was in Playboy. There you go. There's a good show. So there, there's a there's a route. But I, I people ask me all the time, like, how do I do that? I don't know. Spend the next twenty years of your life. Fighting, find your way into the UFC, stick around a while, and don't sound like a fucking idiot once you do it. And well, maybe. <laughs> Laura Senko was saying, she might even said it on this show, where she was saying that she just went to events and she just wrote up all the, like, she just wrote up the fights and she worked for a blog for a long time. And then, you know, she started doing videos and then, like, there's a path. You just need to But do she also it. fought first and yeah. trained for even longer. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, Laura did the homework did, and took the long path. Yeah. Took the long path. There's no overnight. Uh, I wouldn't just show up to events. You're going to be wasting quite a lot of money if you think yeah. about the way to get a job. And I wish you all the best. And thank you for the question. But don't be buying floor tickets to every UFC event thinking that that's going to get you a gig because you're just going to waste loads of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll see some great fights. You'll have the best seats in the house, you know. You might get a picture with Dana. And you never know. I'm, I'm getting that picture. Fuck it. Go to every event. I'm going back <laughs> on myself. You, you, that's all it takes. One interaction. The, the, right, only advice, place, the, the and, right time. And maybe try to call fights at your local regional MMA show. That, that is be, the way. Maybe, maybe that's where you start. Contact your local MMA event. Say, listen, I'm really passionate about this. I know this sport inside. Let's start doing out. interviews first. That's how Laura started. I'll commentate for free. Yeah. I'll commentate for free. Prove your worth. Mm -hmm. Do interviews. Reach out to fighters via social media, whatever. Try and get the lower level guys to come on your YouTube channel and stuff like that and start building a little bit of a base. But if you want to do it, it's great to have a goal. And it's certainly not an unachievable goal. Um, as long as you're not coming for my job. Yeah, leave mine alone. Leave mine alone. Yeah, leave mine alone. I didn't do anything to you. Boy, the tone changed from the beginning to the end of that answer pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy sent in the question twice, and then he sent in another email that said, don't play these videos, and I get it. But he sent in a very interesting question, which is, if he wanted to get a tattoo of Michael Bisbing, what would you recommend that he gets? Why didn't he, why do you say don't play the video? I would imagine he's going to get shit from his friends or I don't know, but no, no, no. Is, is there anything that, that, that would make us look bad? Oh no. It was like, uh, he was filleting you guys for fucking two minutes at the beginning of the video. And then he I was need like, it. I need yeah. it. He asked me not to play the video. I'm, I'm just interested in your answer. Send the video in. It's now. <laughs> Okay, Anthony needs, Anthony's been through some tough times himself lately. Right, and he, he needs, needs filleting. He needs filleting. And I don't he know that I want to answer, the, I don't know that I want to answer the question unless we can see the video. Oh, I, I can't play, he asked me not to play the video. He sent in a third email in the morning and said, I don't play this video. Do is he our boss or or is Bisping an incident? Well, I like getting paid, right? <laughs> and then I don't want to give this random stranger the money from this episode. All right, fair enough. Yeah, fair Brian's enough. Brian's a man of the people. He you is. Know, he's made a gentleman's agreement with the I think it's pretty legal at this know. point. He sent the he sent the video in. 
Yeah, it's but then he sent in a retraction and he said, please don't ah, play that. You little retracting son of a bitch. You retracting son of a bitch. And I just think it's a really silly question. And I was just going to, I'm just, I just yeah, know I'm not. You'll notice I'm doing everything I can to side <laughs> answering the question. That's a good answer. Don't do that is a good answer. Well, I can't say that because I do know some people that have very kindly, and I'm very honored to have a tattoo of my ugly face on various really? parts. But yeah, I would love that if someone had my face tattooed on. That'd be awesome. I've, I've, there's quite a few. Well, I say quite a few. You can count them on two hands. But there's I've that's met, quite a few. <laughs> I've met I've met a good amount of people. A good amount of people, and some of them are really good. Like my, my face against Anderson Silver covered in blood with a one eye bullshit. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Um, just don't get it on your penis. Oh, that'd be even better. I just don't want to look oh. at it, but just tell me it's there. Like a picture of you holding the belt up, like in between his legs. Oh God! Why did I say that? It's crass. <laughs> it's immature. But it was funny in, at the time yeah. in my head. Well, if anyone's That's looking not to get a, if anyone's looking to get an Anthony Smith tattoo, you go ahead and do that. I would appreciate it. I'll repost it on my Instagram, and I feel real good about myself. I've reposted my stuff exactly. Of course, go get a tattoo. Hell yeah! In fact. If we get three people to send in tattoos of themselves, tattoos of Anthony on themselves, three people. And we'll do something incredible. We'll do something great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll celebrate like it's 1990. I'll do a giveaway. I don't even know what I'll give away, but I'll give away something. Yeah, maybe. Um, do we have one more question, Anthony? I got one more. So oh, please. So, uh, Anthony uh, looks fired up. <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to channel your inner David Goggins for uh, Jimmy over here. What's up, boys? Jimmy from Jersey here. Um, I was just wondering, you got any advice for me? I'm 20 years old. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, going through a breakup. And really just um, trying to see what I can do. So um, just give me advice for the future. Thank you. So <laughs> I was chatting away. I got an Instagram message of some, some guy that I don't know, you know, just a DM right. filtered message. And it was some, I'm assuming a young kid, you know, 21, 22 on the verge of suicide because he's broken up with his girlfriend. He thought they were going to get married. Um, she told him that she doesn't love him anymore. He's lost his job. She's now got a new fella. You know what I mean? And I really, really felt for the guy. So I'm like, I gave him a little bit of advice back and he came back again and again and again. And, you know, and I just kept trying to tell him and it's the same thing I'd said to this guy. One day you're not going in to give a shit. It's like that Tom Hanks bit when he's sitting around with a few other actors, this too will pass. It will pass. You know, no matter how bad it seems one day, and especially for this guy on Instagram or whatever that guy's situation is there, it wasn't meant to be. You know, and if she says she doesn't love you, you can't force somebody to love you. If she doesn't love you, it's just, it's a shitty, sad state of affairs. But that's just something that you're going to have to accept and move on. And then with time, it will pass. Yeah, I I always feel so bad for, for guys like that or girls that, that are at that age. And it's like the first... I know they feel so hopeless, whether it's the first real serious breakup or, or I don't know, like sitting here at 35, I can 
check back to when I was 20 and I couldn't believe how awful my life was and how terrible I felt and how sad I was. And then I look back at it now, like I'd kill for those problems. You know what I mean? Like, God, I could, I wish I only had those problems I had when I was 20 years old. So, but you, everything is, it's, it's just, you only know what you know. So it's all you're going through at the time. So it feels like it's the end of the world. And I understand that and I'm compassionate to that, but in terms of just giving advice moving forward, I, you really just got to, at least in my opinion, you got to figure out what you want to do, whether that's school or job or career or, or whatever. Like, what do you actually want to do? Who gives a shit? Like you have to do things to get from one day to the next. So wh- whether you have a regular, you know, a day to day nine to five that you hate, you got to show up to that shit every single day. But in the meantime, in your free time, you got to find out what you really want to do. Once you find something you're passionate about or you really want, you just got to foster that and do whatever you got to do to move towards that. And in, in terms of, you know, I get it. You're going through a breakup. That sucks. Um, the adult in me would say, you just move forward and you'll find someone better. Um, the man in me would tell you to go slay every four you can find until it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that will, that will take your mind off it. it I mean, that's, I don't know how mind. great of, I don't know how great advice that is, but no, but, but I said to the guy, I said, you know, as, as, Bad as this sounds, there is plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of other people out there. Going back to that guy's initial question, I guess, Callum's in the same spot. You know, Callum's 22. He's finished college. Um, he doesn't know what he's going to do with himself. He kind of feels a little bit lost. He's kind of, you know, he's, he's done. He's like, shit, what do I do now? You know? Mm-hmm. And as you said, find your passion. That's the hard part. When the passion shows up, because everyone does have a passion, but it's identifying that, realizing right. what that is. Once you get that, then 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 that's when the hard work starts. But that's when you're you it becomes a passion project. Right. You know it's what I mean? Now it's fucking easy. Like, like as soon as I discovered I wanted to be a fire, I felt alive. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I felt, I felt, I know what I'm doing. I've got a purpose. I've got something to get out of bed for, something to train for, something to fucking, that gets me going. Do you know what I mean? I didn't mind training and fighting for almost next to nothing because I had a goal and a dream of where I was trying to go. So mm-hmm. I was always very lucky. It's a horrible feeling when you don't know what it is you want to do, where to go, what you're going to do with yourselves, who you even are. Because a lot of what you do or who you are is your identity is attached to that. You know, so I think with time, people generally figure it out and it just mm-hmm. takes a bit of motivation. Like with Callum, I said to him, you know, I said, I can't do this for you. I said, you got to figure this out. I can't, yeah. you know, you know, there's nothing I can do. This is just hard work, figuring it out, a bit of soul searching, experience different things in life. Right. You know, trial and error. Yeah, you got to try a bunch of shit. Got to try a bunch of shit. And if you don't love, uh, some people are lucky enough that they find whatever they are passionate about inside of what they actually already do. So whether that's you get a regular job and then you're like, wow, I really like doing this. I want to keep building and you work your way. Then that's when you see people work their way from the bottom of the totem pole all the way to the CEO because their passion was climbing the ladder and making things better. And they just were really good at what they already did. Some people, you got to just keep trying shit and say, okay, well, I don't really like that. I don't really like Mm -hmm. marketing. I don't really like this but i want to be a business i want to own a business and you start growing something and you just got to figure it out yeah we couldn't tell you though doing a lot of shit that you don't like will let you figure out what you don't like right (laughs) you know what i mean so i didn't like that let's try something else Mm -hmm. and you keep going you keep going you figure it out you'll get there Mm -hmm. uh i think that's a good place to end the episode 
I agree. Good job, Anthony. Good job, Harrington and Brian. Good seeing you guys. Good seeing you. I want to have a little chat. Don't go anywhere. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. Alexander Rakic will be with us as well. All the best. Goodbye. God bless. Bon voyage. <laughs>